The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. week on the Brandon Peters show. This week is going to be uh, my release of all my recordings live from PopCon Indy 2023. Another magnificent weekend put on by Carl Doniger and Chris Keyes. Uh, PopCon is near and dear to my heart as Ming Chen of comic book men fame would say over and over about the categories uh, in the podcast awards, which we held on Friday night. Another success. Get your podcast in on those. You could be all around the globe. We had videos from everywhere accepting, and we had people also in attendance doing such. Thank you to all those. Thank you who came to PopCon. Thank you to those who support PopCon or even like a picture from PopCon. Um, such a great uh, celebration of pop culture. Uh, with some of the best people I have ever met, uh, supportive, friendly, collaborative people. Uh, my first recording we're going to listen to here today, uh, is, it wasn't supposed to happen. It was a last-minute fill. I had a cancellation on the podcast stage. Uh, I, w- I needed to do something. If you got to do something, you do it yourself. So I put on a 60 Years of Doctor Who recording because there wasn't much in the way of Doctor Who uh, going on there. I do make a mistake saying there's no Doctor Who guests at PopCon, but i slightly mistaken because James Marsters, who we all know as Spike on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, among other things, those other things being he was on Torchwood, which is a spinoff of Doctor Who. So... I clarify my mistake here. But anyways... Uh, I. Jeff Arbuckle of Film Seizure, B-Movie Enema, and Monster Mondays, who you might remember was on my um, Holiday Gift Guide Blu-ray episode uh, during the second year. I wasn't able to do one in year three. Um, he uh, he won an award for Film Seizure on Friday night, two awards. Uh, and I asked him, he's a Doctor Who fanatic just like me, and it'd be pretty something both of us could ease really into and, and talk about uh, and just... You know, hope people show up. And, well, they did. I was stunned. There were people who sat down, and a lot of people sometimes at early in the morning are just resting. And then somebody showed up in a Tom Baker scarf, and I asked a woman. I said, hey, you here for this? She said, yes. She said she was bringing her daughter there and told her there'd be nothing for her there and then saw that and said, yes, there is one thing for me there. So we got to all sit and share our love of Doctor Who I was just overwhelmed with joy. Um, my heart melted. I just couldn't believe it. We were all just sitting in a room. It was great. I really enjoyed this recording, and thank you to Jeff for taking part on it. We were stunned that we had an audience because uh, it was so last minute, and we just didn't know. And there's a craving for Doctor Who at PopCon, which excites me. I'm very excited about it. But I'm quit rambling. It's been like three minutes get to the recording. So if you want to hear yourself like Cliff, thank you. Um, everybody, I'm going to I'm gonna do some more Doctor Who with the podcast stage because this is great. 
This is you letting me know. If you have it, I will be there. So without further ado, myself, Jeff Arbuckle, 60 years of Doctor Who. now official oh. the stage is hot the mics are hot yep. welcome to the podcast <laughs> stage i'm brandon peters i'm your host for the weekend of the podcast stage uh there's shows all day but i'm gonna plug mine at one where you can come and be part of the show and win a prize it's good it's myself jessica osman from the bob and tom show and patches mcglynn from uh kj today and it's a fun time jeff's come to it haven't you I have. I did last year. I plan to again this year. All right. So we're here for the Doctor Who 60-year celebration. And I think... Hang on. Sorry. <laughs> Horrible planner. Very excited to see you all. That's why, that's why I did this. But we're going to start this right. And I hope it's not blasting through the ears. But let's, just, let's get started the right way. Oh, it's... Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's just singing the tune. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Special guest star, Dixie the Praying Dog. Okay. <laughs> all right, well, thank you all for coming to the Doctor Who 60th. Anniversary panel. Yeah. We have something Doctor Who going on here at PopCon. There's a couple. There's the Doctor <laughs> Who store, and there's the Gallifreyan language thing over there. Very awesome to check out. I'm Brandon Peters, host of the Brandon Peters Show, and this is... I am Jeff Arbuckle. I am the co-host of Film Seizure and the host of Monster Mondays, both of which can be found at filmseizure.com. All right. Excellent. And we're going to put on some... We'll just talk Doctor Who with you. We want to hear from you as well. Not just us. Not just us. You, but Jeff, to start, why do you love Doctor Who so much? Uh, so when I was a kid in the 80s, um, this is probably a lot of where a lot of people's stories are going to start. Um, I had an older brother who was, uh, who's 15 years older than me who was into Star Trek, Doctor Who, um, <laughs> just about every sci-fi thing you could think of. And uh, I just kind of picked it up through him. And of course, that was when it was on Channel 20. Um, and so I would watch as much as possible. Sometimes it was uh, Sunday afternoons. Sometimes it was Saturday late night. There was, a, there was a run there with the first and second doctor. And uh, yeah, it just was something that was like, it peaked every like right neuron in my head to say, you know, I like monsters, I like science fiction, I would love to have a TARDIS, and I would love to have some of the outfits that they wore too, so. Yeah, I similarly with PBS, late, I grew up in Fort Wayne, so I had the Fort Wayne PBS station that late at night I caught like, it was Peter Davison and, and Tom Baker reruns is what yeah. they did, but I was never like, it was never consistent, I was never really there to like hold on to it, and then the 90s, they had the television movie, and I was like, oh, I'm going to watch that. I know what Doctor Who is. I know about that. And then I was like, oh, okay. And then it kind of dissipated. <laughs> and then I moved, I moved out to Los Angeles, wasn't paying out attention to things. And one night I was like flipping through channels. Sci-Fi Channel was running something. I'm like, that, 
this looks all like Doctor Who stuff, and they had brought it back, and I was luckily it was right at the beginning of when they started airing uh, series one of modern. We call it modern Who, new Who. What do we want to call it? Because I know people get angry at every little term, and it's like it's, you know what we're it's talking like about, right? It's like Trekkies and Trekkers, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I and then from there, just it's been a part of like a solid part of my life since then. Like never miss, caught up, went back through the old stuff, really got invested. And yeah, that's what I'm in. So Jeff, favorite classic era doctor? Uh, that's John Pertwee. Fun John Pertwee. Yeah. All right. Um, favorite classic era companion? Uh, well, I'm gonna go with Joe Grant. Joe Grant. Okay. Yeah. So, and favorite classic era story? Inferno. So that's a that's a three for for One number of my three. Tops of all yeah. Time. yeah. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Yeah. Um, so myself, uh, Tom Baker. Yeah. Um, classic companion Romana. Mm. Either one. Don't. I don't need to choose. Romana one needs a lot more attention and appreciation. Right. Right. I like them both because I like that they're they're doing more than just asking questions. They're being yeah. proactive. Uh, she. Yeah. And she's a fashion like goddess. Fashionista. Like, I just like. I'm just like. Wow. That's such. They have like such cool outfits yeah. all the time. And I love. Do any of you collect the Blu-rays? The collection series. Okay, so they do this thing called Behind the Sofa where they have cast members uh, that are involved in them and used to be involved. They watch these stories through the whole season and they comment on them. It's based off Gogglebox that the UK does. And so they'll have um, Janet Fielding and Sarah Sutton. They're like regulars on the couch and they're watching like Lala Ward episodes and being mad like we never got to change clothes. Why is she in cool stuff <laughs> all the time? We're the same thing the whole time. So they were also 80s. Yeah, they so were like 80s. a little somewhat cursed. <laughs> somewhat cursed. All right. Then we're going to scoot over to modern era doctor. Uh, Peter Capaldi. Capaldi. OK. Modern era companion. <sighs> um, it, probably got to go with Rose. I mean, yeah. she's so important, and, like, the way that she left was heartbreaking. Okay. So, yeah. All right. And then story. It's hard. Why is it harder with the newer stuff to remember it stories? It is. Because there's, like, every episode's a thing, Because right? it's episodic right. now. Um, right. I, I did like the one. What was the one in The Ninth Doctor? What was that called with the uh, the, the two-parter with the uh, the 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 spooky kids with the gas mask. Oh, where Captain Jack debuted, yes. right? Yep. That um, was probably... Doctor Dances and something, tri Empty Child, Doctor yeah, Dances. Did we do this together? We, this yeah. is why we're all here together. Yes. <laughs> we're going to do this together. I, I always count on the man with the... with The yeah, this, the wife of Nostradamus' uh, And his shirt scarf. says he knows, so yeah, we so should... He does know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, okay, me... I, I for long I was David Tennant, but the last time I went through, I'm like it might be Matt Smith. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was like he's just, a, but, but I will say that the Matt Smith era was my favorite Tardis team. Like I feel like actor wise, writing like that gelled really well with I the really like Amy and, and Amy and, too. Yeah, and Amy's my favorite Modern Who companion and story. I I was sitting thinking about this because I was yeah. like, uh, I was like, man, Hellbent is really good. Okay, yeah. Um, there's always, you know, the Blink was one that made sure I was staying with the Modern Who yeah. throughout. And I think we overlook how good that is because of that. And so maybe just to give the 
generic answer there, but that is a really good yeah. episode. So you didn't say what didn't your favorite, say, okay. your classic. It is. It is literally between Inferno and Seeds of Doom. Okay. Yeah. Seeds because of Doom's Inferno good. is yeah. so good. Yeah. So good. Um, One of uh, the yeah. very rare. I to any, anyone who wants to come up on the mic and share those same things with us, now's your time. Like I would love to hear from you. It's okay. Don't be shy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We don't like how we sound on these either. <laughs> Or Speak you can answer you. just one question or something like that. I'd like you to interact and be able to come up here, too, if you don't want to. Okay. Okay. I get, do we... What? Peter could... That is I'll incorrect. Ex- I, you know what? <laughs> also, I know that guy. I know that dude. And uh, he's, yeah. He does have a sweet suit. He does, but it's and all wrong. Before Shooty Gatwa, he had facial hair. That is true. And now Shooty's the one with, he's got a mustache. They both have, yeah. they have the mustache. So, and there's like, <laughs> isn't there some like, there's some like fan, like I have to make everything make sense theory that Peter Cushing's doctor is somewhat uh, David Tennant's uh, hand doctor in the Rose thing growing up and he's, you know, not fully thing and that his telling his stories. It's some weird, I saw somebody trying to connect dots. I'm like, I, it's production things. You don't have to make Yeah, it. I mean, Amicus had their own plan there. Um, no, I, I'm going to be honest okay. real quick, because whenever they try to go back and, like, mess with, like, the doctor's, like, past and his relationships, I have to admit, I, my eyes glaze over, and I'm just like, check out. Like, yeah. they, even during the seventh doctor, they were trying to, like, up his importance. Right. And I was like, uh, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> it's like, I, I can't follow that. Gotcha. All right, okay, come on hey, up. come on up here. Yeah, interaction, everybody, okay. yes. Oh, wait, are you on? Oh, wait, let me... Uh, it'd be there I am. Okay, there okay. so for, uh, if it's not obvious by the scarf, it is Baker for Classic yeah. Doctor. I grew up, same story, PBS, turned it on in the afternoon, didn't even know what it was, and it was just, what is... And it, and it coincidentally was Robot, oh, where oh, nice. Baker... Uh, so I didn't even know about about regeneration it was just i just thought this was the show yeah um and to that end in that season um genesis of the daleks oh because yeah. it's the first time we see the doctor really have a a a, a moral quandary of do i have the right do i have yeah. the right to get rid of this awful awful enemy forever and of course it's something we weave into the series for the whole time but that mm-hmm. baker and that for classic those are my two and for Companion Sarah, I was sure. in love with Sarah. Yeah. Absolutely, oh, everybody. Yeah. yeah. All right. What was your name, by the way? Uh, Cliff. My name is Cliff. 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 All right. For the people at home that weren't here at the popcorn. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. No, I, I want to. I, I do want to follow up on something there about that whole quandary with you know the genesis of the Daleks. It's like one of the things that, as a kid growing up, a Doctor Who fan, of course, we got to know that there's like. There's obviously budgetary issues, right? Um, but this is, there are some real sci fi going on here. So the writing had to step right. up. You know, yeah. and, and uh, you know, I mean, classic era Star Trek had to do the same thing in some areas. So, you know, it's like that's why I really gravitated towards Who was that it really had to be real sci fi. Mm-hmm. And, and and excel on the story and the characters and the and what it was trying to talk about and that's an excellent example of like it really gets you thinking it's like is this the right thing to do to mess with something like that it's like the whole 
you know, should we go back and kill baby Hitler right. thing? And earlier, <laughs> earlier in the series, in the Aztecs with William Hartnell, yeah. uh, Barbara came in that she wanted to change history, and he's like, eh, you can't do that. You can't do These that. These are a fixed point. We can't. No. And that was an early, one of the early, few early episodes that really hit on yeah. something like that, like changing what happened in time and things like that, which I like. Which one thing with Doctor Who that I forgot to mention why I gravitate towards it too much is it, when people ask, like, well, what is it? What could be? It's like anything. Like it really could be like it'd be a horror show one week. It could be sci-fi. It could be a historical. It could be there's like just toss it out and accept and see what you get. And yeah, I mean, like something. You know, you t- uh, serials like uh, The Demons and um, Horror of Fang Rock and um, Brain of Morbius. Those are all are drawing from those gothic yeah. stories. And recently, The Village of Diodati with um, Jodie Whittaker, where they were. Um, in Mary Shelley's world, and they had the house that was acting all weird, like, and then the lone Cybermen, which was like made the Cybermen really scary again. Yeah, showed up, and that was pretty. I, I really, that might be my favorite of her era was the Mary Shelley one because that was just really well set up. Nice. Um, to anybody else, or we will. I have a question, and I've been so there's the, stuff happening for the 60th. They feel like they're waiting to like blast us in October and tell us everything, like. But we have this thing going on called Doomsday. Is anybody following that? The Doom apostrophe S, like Doom belongs to Doomsday. They have this comedic actress as this character that's going through comics, going through all sorts of things. And it's huh. like those little like when they're like, oh, you have to read this and go to this and this. And then I'm like, I'm lost. I'll let yeah. someone else figure that out. I <laughs> don't know whether they tried to do that with uh, Time Lord Victorious recently. And I think that was a test for this Doomsday thing. But I'm just it's woo. Like, yeah, no, I don't know anything about that. I mean, like, I mean, admittedly, I, the first thing I thought of was Superman, yeah. <laughs> fortunately. Right. I, well, yeah, it's Doomsday, and, like, I don't know. When I do, I, I like, I watch the show. I watch the, I like the Blu-rays of the special features. I read production things, mm-hmm. and, like, I like like collectibles and shirts and stuff, like, but, like, that cross I'll dabble in the, um... The audio dramas from yeah. Big Finish. I don't get. That's just a huge. Vault. Yeah, that, that's like, a whole other world there. Remember yeah. that guy that tripped in the background? Well, he had a run in with the master <laughs> later on. We got an eight. Yeah, yeah, eight books, eight discs, yeah. and so like I'm like, ah, no, no. Sometimes you know, and that's. Uh, it, I think it's important to understand that. I appreciate anyone who wants to kind of explore the lore on their own. And, and, you know, one of the things I like to say when anybody says, oh, I don't really like new Star Wars anymore. I don't really like this or I don't really like that. It's like, yeah, but you got your own headcanon. Yeah. You know, and it can be however personal or, or great that you want. But that doesn't also mean that it's going to be picked up by everyone and right. become really important or whatever you know but that's you know i I applaud people who do want to get that deep and and spend their lives they can do it yeah yeah i mean that's i mean like anybody who runs a wiki (laughs) you know it's like wow well yeah (laughs) i go i mean there's like detailed plots and i'm like you like you didn't need to put that they sneezed that wasn't Important. <laughs> you didn't, I didn't need to know that, you know, just off camera, their little yeah. Starbucks cup was. Right, there. yeah. yeah. Uh, another 60th anniversary. This is like one of my wheelhouses. Big. Anybody big into missing episodes? Oh, yeah. I, they're fat, like the jury, like, I don't think we're getting anything returned. I do have some nice sources on those things. There are out there, but 
I don't think anything's going to come up as much I mean, as we the, want it to. For the past 35 years, sometimes that's been a wild goose chase, yeah. too. It's been like it's a mad, 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 mad world. Everybody is scrambling from one country to another and trying to find stuff. And mm-hmm. it's, yeah. But one thing I like that they do is the animations. So they yes. animate. They, we have the audio for those from people who plug their, somehow in the 60s, plug their tape recorders into TVs or put a mic up to them and yeah. have the audios. And I love that they do the animations. And with the animations, for the people who don't like Oh, it's cartoons. It's, I'm like, oh, come on. Uh, <laughs> and there's not a lot of money to put in this because it's a niche thing. Yeah. And the fact that they do it, they, but they do do, uh, if they have them, they have the telesnap reconstruction. So you can watch pictures because this guy, he used to get paid to go and they didn't have demo. You couldn't give a demo reel of yourself to somebody. Right. But he'd take pictures of the screen throughout an episode. And someone, an actor would be like, I was on Doctor Who. This is me and Doctor Who. You have no idea how my acting is, but that's me and Doctor yeah. Who. I was on, you know, so they have those. And this team, Loose Cannon, and I think they get hired out to do these on the Blu-rays and stuff, put them together so you can watch them like a slideshow type thing. And they add little animation stuff. And I love that stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I should admit this, but uh, about 10 or 12 years ago, no, about 12 years ago, I ended up, uh, there used to be a site called iOffer. I don't know if anybody remembers that, but you could get some like, like legitimate bootleg stuff on there. But anyway, um, somebody for like, yeah, somebody for like 60 or 80 bucks yeah. said, here's the entirety of classic Doctor Who. And I'm like, sold? <laughs> and I went through all of them. Yeah. So there were some where I'm just, it's like, um, what was, what was what, Planet Four, I think, is one of like, the first Doctor ones? Right, yep. It's like there's an, there's an introduction from the guy who played Ian, mm-hmm. and then it goes just to a slideshow with audio. And I'm like, this is great. Yeah. I know something that at least 80% of other people aren't going to know anything about. It's well, like I can actually hear what happened. You know, yeah, and there's just plenty. There's like random, wiki page random companies it. that get interviews with these stars that think they're doing it for something more professional. Like, no, it's for bootleg stuff. <laughs> right. Like, like, and there's like a apparently there was a Michael Craze <laughs> intro that he played Ben from Ben and Polly yep. in the 60s, and there was word that the Smugglers was found. I think it was the Smugglers, and he recorded an intro about it being found and everything. And then they're like, "Oh, they gotta go back." And it, so there's one of him saying it was found, <laughs> and there's one of him being like, "Still lost, but enjoy this reconstruction." Reconstruct, yeah. So. Yeah. Was that their, was that Ben and Polly's first? That was their first yeah. one after War Games. So that okay, was the yeah. one after they snuck onto the TARDIS. And after that one's they, uh, rumored after. to be getting animated after Underwater Menace. Oh, cool. So there's three of them that are rumored. So Underwater Menace was rumored, confirmed. Smugglers, though, it might have got mixed up because they're coloring some clips that exist from it for a Missing Believe Wiped event. So that might have got accidentally put with the animation. Yeah. Uh, but that was rumored to be animated. And the Celestial Toymaker, I don't know if that's because of the 60th anniversary, who the villain might be thing, but there's rumor that that's being animated as well. Yeah, I, um, I, I do like the animations. I, I don't know if I'd feel great about them being colorized. It's just a, it's like a test. There's somebody, oh, okay. there's a okay. Twitter account that animates, or they actually at Gallifrey one a couple years ago, they showed one of the episodes of Dalek's Master Plan fully colored. Yeah. Uh, for things, and it's a cool thing to see because if they would have had the money, they'd have shot it in color. Color was available back then, but Doctor Who was a cheapie, till, till they, and luckily. Uh, the Pertwee's first season was, uh, eh, we'll do this for one more, more year, throw it in color, see what happens. And that saved the show. One of the mo- that's one of the pivotal moments 
of the show is Pertwee's first season. Yeah. That saved the show ran for a long time after that. Plus it's you know, it's it's shot on film, mm-hmm. it's you know, a lot more location work. Um yeah, no, I um the underwater menace, that's the that's the macro, right? The, the under no, that is the macro terror. Underwater menace is a nothing when the world will stop me now. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. sorry. I, for some reason, I always just think it's like, well, that's just the crabs because right. they live underwater. True. But no. Uh, so also for modern series stuff, there's a Blu-ray coming out. In the U.S., it's a complete series, so you've got to buy everything for like $200. <laughs> but in the U.K., they're doing one through four because they've remastered oh, series yeah. one through four because those were shot on SD, so they... You know, BBC once again being cheap with Doctor Who. To, until, it wasn't until David Tennant's specials run of uh, the one with the bus. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Uh, the, uh, it's got bu- Daniel Kaluuya in it. Uh, Academy Award winner Daniel Kaluuya is in it. Um, Highway to the Sahara. Or oh, jeez. Yeah, I don't know. Con brain. Uh, but that was the first time they shot in HD. Huh. It was all SD, and so they've remastered them. And people are like, these look great. I'm like, we're watching a YouTube advertisement. We're not going to know how good they look on Blu-ray. Right. But that's something but, I'm very curious about. So there is, so in the United States, they're going to like have one big box set of the first four or one, all of One through Flux. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, some of that's coming to Disney Plus, too. And it, right? Yeah, I think that's why Series 1 through 4 got a remaster. Is yeah. It's going to end up leaving Max and going to Disney Plus. I believe because Doctor Who's a Disney thing now. I hope that's good. But <laughs> we'll see. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Right, more people will see it. So hey, well, that's that's always. Whenever a good you thing, start, right? I mean, where, what's the best place to start Doctor Who? Whenever there's a new Doctor, you'll catch up on the rest later. Like it'll, it'll I, make sense. Honestly, anytime. Anytime, really. Anytime. Yeah. Just jump in. Yeah, jump in. Just like comics, those are always going to be confusing. Just jump in. Good. This is the good guy. This is the bad guy. We'll get the details later. Um, so I want to go with, before we go on the 60th anniversary, you want to talk about past celebrations they've done? Yes. Well, yes, let's do that. Because there was something here in like 1987 or 8. Oh. PBS had a little like museum-like thing where you could walk through. And I think they brought Sarah Sutton. Okay. Here, because at that time they were, you know, they were freshly kind of showing the. Uh, the she had been pe- off the show for five years too. That's yeah, funny. but yeah. we always got them late. Yep. We weren't Philadelphia right. or Boston or right. <laughs> Chicago, but um, no, um, and they had like a little thing, and I remember this because oh, I wanted this so bad. You walked in through what looked like the TARDIS, and they had like a portion of the classic console. Now. I know that there's a whole set design thing nowadays, and it's like every doctor has their own personal look. Give me that white thing with yep, the weird the circles. Yeah, yep. and just the plainness of it just captured my imagination because it could, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, it's like. Well, remember Tom Baker's had that, like, pool, and then it had, yeah. like, the, he had the, he had the stairs, the, the big stairs, and I, his alternate TARDIS room was awesome. Yeah. The, the wood yeah, panel. That was oh, really cool. yeah. yeah. Season 14. Yeah. Yeah. But the, they had, like, a, you know, and they had, like, switches and lights and stuff, and so, like, you could go in and kind of play with this portion of the, of the um, thing, and then from there on, you moved on, and it had, like, costumes and props and a Dalek and, you know, Cybermen heads. Oh, that's very yeah. Cool. So that was that was probably around eighty seven or eighty eight, just kind of, gotcha. kind of keying in on like the twenty fifth. Right. 
Uh, the first one, though, was the Three Doctors. Yes. That was it uh, to celebrate. It was done early. The cover of The this. cover of that, yeah, the yeah. Three Doctors, um, where they brought back, well, William Hartnell was in poor health, so his is on, like, they shot it in, like, his house in yeah. the garden, and he appears on a TV yeah. in the background, and it's mainly Pertwee and Troughton. Just um, going at it. Just, just oh, yeah. Hating on each other. It, yeah, it's good stuff. Um, and the Omega, the villain, is introduced yep. in that one. He comes uh, back during... The 20th anniversary. He kicks off season 20. Yeah, he was in the fifth Doctor. Yeah. Uh, which that was my... Ne- that's my... Ne- yeah, so three Doctors brings them all together. Uh, first time you've had a multi-Doctor story. Very cool. Um, and then we have the five Doctors. Which, yeah. That's a... That's a pretty good one. I like the five Doctors. I and do, it's too. It's a weird one because, you know... Tom Baker did not want to come back for it. Uh, so they used footage from Shada, which was the canceled. Yep. Because uh, there was a strike. Yeah, we know about strikes nowadays, right? <laughs> right. So the UK shoots Shada, a lot of it, or like about half of it, and then cancels it. And then when they pick up production, they just shelve it. Yeah. And it's a pretty good story. It is a really it's good story. one that's story. so good, they've redone it a billion times. The like first time. audios, there's. In the 90s, there was a, a tape that oh. like was piecing it all together. With the yeah. Tom Baker interludes in between are golden. Yeah. Anytime like, you get Tom ah! Baker. Yeah. Anytime you get Tom Baker on there. Because I remember they also had those sets of like the third Doctor era, the fourth Doctor era. And it was just Tom Baker watching clips mm-hmm. that he does not know what the clip is from each Cereal. Yes, and he's laughing. <laughs> yeah, and he's like telling stories, and they all ended with, yeah, then we went to the pub and had a good time. Yeah, there's a lot of pub deals going on. Oh, I got cast because I went to the pub, and this guy was right. like, wow. Uh, but so they, they take Tom Baker, and the best thing is the publicity, he wouldn't even go to the publicity shoot. Like, so the, they have, they're with Tom Baker, but they're with a wax Tom Baker. If you ever see the five doctors, it is it's a wax unsettling. Mad- is it Madame Truffaut? Because <laughs> if you ever, if you ever watch the end of a UK recording, I love, so one of the things on the Blu-rays I go to is Trails and Continuity. Yeah. Because they have these things like Doctor Who will be back next week at 5 p.m. Da, 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 and they'll have this like weird production shot that looks <laughs> weird. It's just like Tom Baker like, <laughs> They're trying to advertise for next week, but there's this Madame Truffaut's House of Wax thing that they do, but they pulled the Tom Baker one from that, and they're all posing with it, all five of them, but Bessie and all this stuff, and he's like, it's this wax figure, and it's just bizarre. I think Troughton and, and um, Pertwee are like actually messing with, like moving the arms oh, yeah. around, and so yeah, they're they're having a they're having oh, a grand yeah. old time with that thing. He, he was he was probably the the Doctor Who Shatner for a while. He, oh yeah, he changed, but like the conventions, he wouldn't be. His room had to be in a different room than the other Doctors in the eighties. Like he needed, yeah, they wouldn't do a panel with them, uh, with Davison or Troughton or any of those guys. Like he was, yeah. I mean, and some of that is kind of unfortunate because he missed out on like his prime time right. like you know but the stories about how you know like the way he would treat like, especially like kids right um how he would like you know be in costume yeah and, he took it serious yeah and and like he and he didn't want the anybody you know any kids to see the doctor drinking or smoking mm-hmm. and all of that that's that's class act that's good to say and uh with you know five doctors season 20 that season also brought back the brigadier yeah. for a bit um, and the Black Guardian trilogy is in there, and Turlow is new, and Chameleon gets forgotten. But um, <laughs> now the Five Doctors is fun stuff. Uh, they're redoing the CG for the upcoming Blu-ray. 
uh, once more for it. Nice. Always, every time there's an anniversary, there's a new cut of the Five Doctor. Right. <laughs> for some reason. Uh, season 25, which we touched on, is the next time they celebrated an anniversary with that whole, with Remembrance of the Daleks and Silver and the Nemesis. Silver Nemesis, and They yeah. kind of got into a 25th anniversary within a season. Um, do we talk about the 30th? Dimensions mm, in oh. Time. Has anybody seen Dimensions in Time? Go to YouTube and cringe your faces off. It's bad. It's uh, real bad. So it's, it's all done for like a, it's kind of like a comedy relief thing. Yeah. But and, oh. it was supposed to be this big deal. There was going to be a big movie production. It halted a movie production. There's this script called The Dark Dimension that was supposed to, that whittles down into not having money and being a part of a comedy spe- two-night comedy special in 3D yeah. on television. And it is, it's mixed with, is it the EastEnders they mix with or Coronation Street? I can't remember. One of, one of the soaps. One of the soaps, yeah. And there's Tom Baker looking weird, speaking into a microphone, be like, look out, everybody, look out. Oh, yeah. And then it's doctors. It's, it brings back the Ronnie. And the first two doctors are captured, but she shows floating, just floating heads of them in her thing. Yeah. So then it's just, I think it is Coronation Street. That's why they're on a street the whole time, walking as the doctors change and the companions change because they're, I don't know and why. And they're mix and match. And too. they're mixing with EastEnders yeah. cast members. And it's like, what do you, like, how long did this take a day? <laughs> it's weird and it's bad. It is, it's like, probably the, is it the biggest embarrassment in the, yeah, Doctor because Who the, the, uh, the Rowan Atkinson and Richard E. Grant one That's is funny. way better. Yeah. That is way better. What was that? The, uh, death, Death Comes to Time. Or is that Death Comes to Time or no, uh, Curse of the Fatal Death? Curse, Curse of the, the Fatal, fatal Death. Death. That's a far a little... better one. Watch that one instead. Yeah, Curse of the Fatal Death's got a lot of celebrities. Um, it's it's pretty funny. And the first time that there was a lady doctor. Yes, Joanna Lumley? Yep. That was, yeah. Yep. Uh, okay, and then we move on to 2003, right before well, you get an announcement that it's going back in production, but we had the Scream of the Shalka. Anybody seen the Scream of the Shalka? With the n- forgotten about Ninth Doctor, played by Richard E. Grant. Yeah, it was an animated uh, web series, four parts, and he looks like Dracula, the Doctor. Yeah, he does. He's got like um, sunken in cheeks, and yeah, uh, and he looks like Richard E. Grant, but Richard E. Grant looks like a Dracula too. Yeah, he was announced. It was announced like he was the official Ninth Doctor. This is what they're doing, and it's interesting. It's not awful. It's just animation's kind of past its time, so it can be watch it in segments. But yeah, it's. It's well, th- right. there was also like rumors of like you know Bill Nye would be the yep. would be the ninth Doctor. Um, yeah, I remember like there was a lot of like going into until we actually finally saw it. Yeah, there was a lot of talk and, and right. a lot of buzz, and it was like the first time I ever remember real buzz around Doctor, even right. bigger than the TV movie. Yeah. Yeah, and which is hit or miss. I understand some people may or may not want to talk about the TV movie. I always so when the TV movie when he says the line that everybody hates, where he's like, "I'm half human on my mother's side," I and people are like, "Oh no!" I'm like, "He's joking. It's a joke." It's a like joke. I'm half something be. on my mother's side. Like he's joking. He's it's like joking. He's right? just he's he just you talked about head cannon. Yeah, right. Yeah. Or he's you know he's like cosplaying as Mr. Spock or something. Yeah, like he's like, oh, I'm. You know, like I'm half Irish on my mother's side. Like, yeah, jo- like yeah, it's a it's yeah. a human joke he picked up and is saying. That's what I. But there's a but there's a lot of stuff um, <laughs> with when Sophie Aldred joins in uh, season 26, 25, 12, end of twenty four, going to twenty five. The way they start writing a companion and with her, and then this TV movie 
inform a lot of what goes on yes. in the modern series. There's a lot of stuff. To, like, they don't get credit for that. I mean, sometimes they do, but, like, they don't get credit for paving the way. They're, they're making mistakes that they wouldn't make here in the other one, but they are, like, there's a lot of Rose in Ace. Yeah. And there's a lot of the Dr. Rose in Grace and the Doctor in the movie, and there's a lot of... They're, they're, figuring stuff out but like those things were planted there i want to i want to kick this out to the audience here raise your hand how do you guys feel about the doctor being a romantic character do you if you like them if you like that raise your hand despite age differences it's okay it's doctor okay so a lot of a lot of no's a couple of yeses um i think it's it can come off very weird because Mm -hmm. of the age (laughs) i mean mean, we talk about like may december this is like May and December of another century. Right. Yeah. This is hundreds of years. And and, and and some of those and and some of the companions are very specifically young. Yeah. And that when when you mentioned that about Ace, that was like okay, wait, okay, wait. Well, no, I think the the romantic <laughs> stuff wasn't there. No, I was but, mentioning but the, Ace because the, of like background and trying to do more than just yes. hand things over. And there was they were developing a backstory yes. with Ace and challenging her personally. Yeah. Whereas you would see Rose get challenged in like Father's Day and seeing the Earth blow up right away. Yeah, that was her yeah, first. That's, like I, that's that's the kind of stuff I loved when it came back with Russell Davies. The next one, end of the world. Oh, all right, let's just yeah. go for it. Well, and and there is something, I mean, there is something to to struggle with that concept too, right? It's like, she's in a time where it's like, everybody she ever knew and loved is dead. Yeah. I mean, like, there's nothing left of her life. And um, that's another great sci-fi concept, right? It's like, time travel is great. Living forever, I personally don't want to. But but that's the reason why, is because it's like you you have to suffer a lot of loss in order to be able to, you know. So so that's a great, I mean, that's another good episode and a good thing to think about. Yeah. There's a lot. That's why I love when it makes you, when it goes there, it makes you think. And like, I like, I like a good just monster romp myself, but that's the thing about Doctor Who. Like I said, it's anything every week. And like, oh, we're going to get deep this week. We're going to, and I enjoy it. And it's not afraid to get emotional, it's not afraid to be weird. It's it's always it's accepting of everyone. It's like some so of the inclusive. best drama of the original series was whenever he had to say goodbye to somebody. Oh yeah, I, I was. Those say, are rough. <laughs> I said it was it was funny because like I know I felt and I, I had a friend that didn't understand what I was saying to it, but like I sort of at some point like and I I, I enjoyed Capaldi's era just fine, but at some point there like I I was like I used to feel like especially the tenant through Smith era like every season finale like. I was like, it feels like the world's ending. He's like, well, they're not. I'm like, I, I, not literally. I meant emotional stakes. Yeah. People, like, I'm worried about fictional characters being murdered or bad things happening to them. Like, and, and I was like, it kind of went away. It felt like it went away for a bit or it just yeah. got numbed to how they were writing the show. So many characters, important characters, like, freaking died. Mm-hmm. And the new who, like, either they're completely and totally shut off to you. Adric wasn't alone. Anymore. Yeah, but like at the same time, it's like that should have been kept for a very special thing. Like yeah. having like when um, when when the Jenna Coleman character was like got hit by that, and I was like, oh, oh no, not again. And then Danny, yeah, turned, oh god, it's like stop, stop killing these people. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing I loved about the Whitaker era was the companions got to go. It yeah, wasn't like, well, we got to kill you now. You're off the show. Like, just some that can guy leave goes in back peace. to driving a bus, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, that's the thing, like, with the Russell T. Davies and Moffat, they either, well, Moffat, like, 
Oh, he if was. You, if still you didn't happy. die, it was going to be just about as bad. <laughs> right. Like that's what he you did. We're going to wipe like, your memories. And if my you show? ever remember, it's going to destroy you from the inside. Out. Oh, yikes. Yeah. So yeah. So but that's what I th- I like seeing is they okay they can leave they don't have to co- like if someone's there like they might not be doing doctor stuff all the time they can be out in the world they can see something on the news and be like well I don't have the capabilities to do it. like it's or they could become like a like a Sarah Jane and become yeah. like a badass that's true <laughs> that's true that's true um, so we go our last anniversary before the new one is the Day of the Doctor which there was a lot at stake on this one like it was yeah. fifty years they were hyping up everything. And in my, I was like, whoa, they actually got it. Oh, they, they knocked it. it out of the I park. I was stunned. Like, yeah. I watched, I'll go back to that one. Oh, no. Uh oh. Yes. Oh, everything. It, was, that falls. Oh, yeah. yeah it, but it also, like, there's a weird continuity thing there, too, right? From, like, the build up to that and then where it starts is a weird drop off, but yeah. you're right. The, the build up. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. The Night of the Doctor and then yeah. the little Eighth Doctor thing they put yes. in there was cool. Like, they really, I can't believe how well, that you couldn't have asked for a better 50th anniversary than yeah. what they did. And we got new episodes returned, you had animations, you had all these sorts of things. Like, for every era, they really helped everyone out, and then they nailed the special. And I guess, like, like they say with, I was told, and I tell people with weddings, with my, like, all, like one thing's going to go wrong that day, and just... That happened. That's fine. Whatever. My wedding went smoothly, and then I got the photos back. <laughs> but luckily, my uh, two brother-in-laws that are photographers, and they were just snapping away, and their pictures are our wedding pictures because they're way better. But with I'm bringing this to Doctor Who. Okay. Everything went smoothly. <laughs> it was like we got oddly very Except specific. Except the post Day of the Doctor after party was a disaster that they showed on TV. Oh yeah. So that's where they went. That was it. They had like One Direction on there and like all this, <laughs> and it was just a mess. Yeah, that was a little weird. But the specialists, like I still like when they bring Gallifrey or when they when they you know like when they all had mm-hmm. to come together to like uh, that is still a gripping scene. Yeah. And to and just Capaldi's eyes. Was like, oh, right. I cannot wait for him to, to oh, take yeah. over. Here he comes. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. so he cool. is going to be. And, he, and and the look he gives at the end of his first story. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Kinda, there yeah. You go. <laughs> um, yes. Come, no, come oh, right yes. up. Cliff, right? Welcome back, yes. Cliff, to the podcast stage. To that, oh. Let me unmute you. To that end, do you think we lose a lot? by finding out who the next doctor is in press releases and videos as opposed to us. Because you, can you imagine if we had not known about yeah. Capaldi at all right. until that moment? Because I think back to, like I said, as a kid, when Tom Baker regenerated into Peter Davison, you I didn't, didn't know, know that was yeah. a thing. I just right. like, I basically right. fell off my couch and went, what the heck just happened <laughs> right. here? As opposed to now when we're like, oh, here's a press release and here they are on the cover of Variety and this is who's going to be your next doctor as opposed to it being a surprise. Yeah, because I will say, yes, you're right, because like we didn't really, I mean like we knew that Peter Capaldi was coming in. Right. But we didn't really know what he was going to be like. No, no, but no. We, but we know what 
number 15 is going to be like already. We know yeah. his companion. We yeah. know, we've seen the press. It's that like I can wear anything and look cool. Like, well, yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah. I, I can't I, like when is he going to look like, eh, like, yeah, when's, when's he going to look like is, a dork or something? Yeah, no, weird. it's like, oh, he's in. The, oh, man, he looks cool. Oh, look, he's got a he's, he's got, got a throw in the, the, the gangster suit. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Cool. He's wearing. He's got like no shirt on. He looks cool. Like what? And and it feels like they're going back a little bit to Rose because they've got a pop star coming in right? as his companion. It's yeah. like I'm ready. Yeah. I'm but you're right. I kind of feel like I already know him. Like like Capaldi. I feel like I waited to find out the intensity that he was bringing, and the like. Again, that, that's why I kind of go back. That's why he's my favorite. We, he makes me think of the first yeah. three. We've got the, a real big scoop problem. So I think yeah. a lot of them getting ahead. Like, oh, we yeah. should get a good picture of them out before a set photo that looks yeah. awful and people already start talking bad. And that's yeah. where we are at with all of our pop culture stuff. And they just want to. And plus, they can have an event. They can have a story. They can build it. Like, I would love to be surprised. What if they announced somebody else and it wasn't that person and it was just for a cruise <laughs> and it became someone else? That would be. Well, <laughs> I'd love that. It'd be like, oh, I was Doctor Who for a press release. Yeah. Yeah. We, it, I, was, I was the concept doctor. And now we brought in another guy. Because yeah, they did that. I mean, they went back. Like, uh, Colin Baker was announced, like, a year before he started. They took pictures of him and Nicole Bryant. Yeah. Crush on Perry. Oh, yeah. Whatever. I love Perry, too. Um, Poor and, girl had to deal with a lot, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they, they did. They started doing the press shoots with that then. And then there was um, there's an interesting where they wanted. Uh, so, John Nathan Turner, he runs from Tom Baker's last season to the end of the classic series. And he would just. If he didn't stay, that probably got canceled earlier. Yeah, and and, per- and I will say about John Nathan Turner, everything you've ever heard about him, good or bad, he does deserve. Yeah, I mean he does. I mean because like he does take Doctor Who into a very dark place, um, but at the same time, I cannot undercut his appreciation for Doctor Who. Right. So, you know, I you know I've come at, like it's funny at first like I I've come to actually appreciate the the Colin Baker run that's so derided, which I yeah. think is now underappreciated. There's like a lot of value and stuff they're trying there. Uh, it's not perfect. Uh, the but Cyberman the episode time, is scary. The which one? The the Cyberman one. Yeah, is scary. The Cyberman and the Avengers on Veros is like a really like yeah. a re- reality TV allegory stuff it's like very way prescient. before that was <laughs> happening. Um, but uh, there's things I like to appreciate about that in the '80s era. I think wasn't appreciated at the time is finally starting to get some some appreciation because I don't think it was a bad run. Plus, those doctors are still alive and running around doing conventions, so yeah. they're so they're gaining new they're, fans, they're which new is fans important. Or you know, yeah. people are maybe taking a look at that and figuring it out. I I do like Colin Baker as a person. Yeah, um, and I do understand why. I mean, he was in an impossible scenario. Yeah, because. For a little bit of time, I mean, I don't think it's I don't think it's a stretch to to think that a lot of people's second favorite doctor is Davison. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, if you're a certain age, that would certainly be the case, and it certainly was my case until I got to see Pertwee. You know, so you know, I mean, he's still well. Da- Davison did the magic trick that Matt Smith did, which yes. you had the impossible task of following the most popular doctor, and yes. then. It went smooth, and everybody liked you. And he's energetic. And he's energetic. It was, yeah. Yeah. And at the same time, went to a young person right after an older person. Yep. So, and, and not to say Pertwee was a popular doctor, too. He saved the show, yep. and it was like, well, where is this going with this nobody guy who 
captured the hearts of the UK immediately. Yeah. Because um, it's weird. Yes. Do you want to come? Yeah, come on. Yes. Don't listen to us. <laughs> Hello. Hello. What's um, your name first? Mickey. Mickey. Hello, Mickey. So I, think, I think Colin and Sylvester also were really hampered by the fact that they didn't have any control over like yeah. costume or direction right. they wanted to take the doctor. Like, I love Colin talking about how the um, outfit that Chris Eccleston starts out in is the outfit that it's kind of like what he wanted. And then we yeah. got this meme going around with the two of them switched. Right. <laughs> costumes. Oh, yeah. And you're thinking like, wow, like if Colin and Sylvester had had more say in what was going on, like, could that have changed things? Like, mm-hmm. would that direction of that doctor's time been a lot different? Right. Whereas, Possibly, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, they, there's a lot of stuff that they didn't have control of, and so they kind of get derided for all the stuff that, eh, well, they just had to do what they were told. Right. So Buster got his hat. Yeah, well, he, he wore that to auditions, and they liked that, so. Uh, the I would assume that some of that, mm-hmm. I, I would have to be, from John Nathan Turner and Tom Baker's clashing constantly. And John Nathan Turner was, what, like 25? When yeah, he, he took was over? young. Yeah, he was and, a production assistant throughout yeah, uh, and Tom Baker's. Tom Baker was like, um, no, but, uh, you know, it's like Baker had so much control because, I mean, like, um, there was Robert Holmes. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, I mean, so, like, they, but they were all happy to, like, you know, Tom's just the force, and he's obviously buttering the bread around here. Right, yeah. So, you know, but, like, Nathan Turner did not have that same... And, you, you know, know, retroactively, Baker's last season is, is like, unintentionally kind of brilliant. It really is. That whole E-Space looks, trilogy is great. They changed they change the outfit, and when yeah. it starts, they're on that beach, and it looks like between 17, season 17 and season 18... They've been on a ton of adventures, Romana yeah. and the Doctor, and this is like a man facing his end, and he knows it. And I don't think it was intended or written that way, but it no. comes across with his performance and the way the shows play, like, and the way his regeneration being different from the others works. And I'm like, I actually see this like unintentional. Maybe it was subliminally coming out of the writers in them at the time, and it just like now looking back and knowing stories, it looks like that. It looks like a, a Doctor at the end of time, and just like this is it, and it's one last adventure, and he's constantly. He's facing himself as an old man in one yeah. uh, duplicate, and then he's got the duplicate with Megloss. He goes yeah. to E-Space, like, and, and he checks well, And then, because uh, the great vampires were... A, right, the like, vampires. He, he was outmatched by yeah, them. It is space vampires on Doctor yeah. Who. That's, their that's castle a, was a ship. That was awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, but, no, that's why I love Legopolis so much. It's yeah. so dour. Yeah. It's all gone from him. He right. knows that this is it. You know, and what better way to go out than to save whatever he could of the universe? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it was. It's a. It's a brilliant, brilliant moment. One of the most iconic regenerations. Yeah. Uh, what, what What was the Watcher? The what? The Watcher. I don't know. <laughs> Does anybody have an it's, answer of what the Watcher? It's was? creepy. It's creepy, and it works it, for me. Like I can't explain. They to you. still didn't really know what they were doing with the regeneration. No, it was new, think. and they didn't yeah. even call it a regeneration for a for a while. They, yeah, I they mean, weren't called like, Time Lords for a while. They weren't <laughs> called like every. Here's the, the thing: when people get really well, when they get continuity heavy, when they get, uh, <laughs> I always say, I'm family friendly. F canon, because yeah. it's all made up. The stuff you're arguing about being this wasn't this to someone else back. Like, it's all, like, F canon. 
learn about production <laughs> stuff. Add that to your your mental thing of oh, they didn't have money to do that. That's why they you know <laughs> you don't have to make it make story sense. There's the uh, Watsonian and Doylean or Doyelian or whatever Doyleist and Watsonian perspectives. The one is Watts, Watson, Doctor like Sherlock Holmes. Why did Sherlock Holmes die? Well, from Doctor Watson, it's like well, Moriarty pushed him in the waterfall and all this. The Doyleist one is. Well, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle was sick of writing Sherlock Holmes, and he <laughs> right, wrote him yeah. off. He died. That's you need to be more Doyleist. Yes. In things in life, It'll absolutely. Help. And you know, you got to understand that the whole the idea of regeneration happened because William Hartnell got sick. Well, it, well they you were know. sick of working with him too. Well, that like, too. If you notice in his third season, he starts being written out for a. He is a, invisible in most of the Celestial Toymaker on yeah. by on purpose. And, and then they do the same thing to Dodo. The, yeah, and Dodo, the, the companions are treated all, like, they're like, eh, let's not renew the contract. Where'd she go? Well, we're right at lunch. She don't want to come back. Yeah. She, the, uh, yeah, she's <laughs> going to see family. She's going to see family. Yeah. Ben and Polly, eh, well, you know what? We want Polly. And, then, and she's like, I'm not doing it. She's like, I'm not doing it without Michael Craze. And she's like, okay, well, they'll see you later. So that's, how, that's how shows should work, probably. And have you ever noticed the ones <laughs> yeah. that are testing to be companions? future in episodes like there was one in uh, the faceless ones she didn't want to do it they were right there's a person with uh, Jamie in that one uh, in um, tw- season 24 right before Ace there's the episode uh, oh yeah Delta and the Bannerman the there's a character in there that's yeah. supposed to be the next companion I like they that said episode. no they were like nope that's not gonna yeah, be it. Not, they, not. They, there's test well, people they, they in those classic stories out, they just flat out killed uh, Sarah Kingdom right <laughs> Okay. Actually, folks, we are at time. I appreciate No, thank you all for coming because this yes. was last minute. This was a replacement program, and I think more of you probably showed up than what would have for the original program. <laughs> I appreciate it so much. Jeff, thank you for joining me. Uh, thank you for Do you for want to tell me. people where they can find your stuff? Yeah. Um, like I said, I'm the co-host of Film Seizure. We, we won awards. They won an night. award last night at the two. podcast. I handed it to them. Yes. Uh, yeah, so uh, Film Seizure every Wednesday at filmseizure.com. You can find us at uh, Facebook, Instagram, Threads. Uh, we're pretty much where all um, better podcasts are found, I think is the term that they say. All right. Um, and also on Mondays at the same place, I have Monster Mondays. I have covered Doctor Who multiple times. Um, I have actually even used that as a uh, way to try to win awards here because of this guy listening. So. All right. Thank Did you. not work this year, but gave it a shot. All right. <laughs> I, I'm Brandon Peters from The Brandon Peters Show, which you can look up. And you can hear, re-listen to this or hear yourself on this, not next week, but the week after on my show. So just subscribe to the show. I urge you to come back at 1 for my trivia show uh, with Jessica Osman, And you can win a prize. You can talk on there. Try your hand at trivia. You're going to get it right. We make sure you go with the prize. Uh, but please show back at 1. Um, next up, we have Bearding Without Borders, but I'm going to take us out with a little treats. I bring you greetings from all Daleks. Christmas stocking from his big black coat.
Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Olsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.